Hello and good morning, at least from my part of the world in Los Angeles, California. This is Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. And today, what we're going to unwind is the lies. Their entire existence is fraudulent. It's a lie coming out of their mouth. I don't even know how many times a day, pretty much every time they open it is another lie. And we wonder, how can someone lie this much? Why would someone lie this much? Why do they lie about things that don't make sense or in moments when they really wouldn't even need to lie? And most of all, why are they lying about something that we could check on and verify and easily discover as a lie? They're functioning out of a pathology that is dictated by this specific set of brain abnormalities. Inside their heads, lies are real and real is made up. Reality changes with each new thing that you say reality is. You tell one lie and then the next minute another lie and that becomes the new reality. People ask, do they believe their lies? No. They know they're lying, but at the same time, if they said it, it's true. How bizarre is that? They live in an alternate reality. It is nothing like ours. Even when they do something that is seemingly normal, it's not done in a normal way because their brain is abnormal. If we're looking at what they do, analyzing it from our normal viewpoint of life and the world, how you conduct yourself, our social constructs, our conventions, we will not see what they're actually doing. We can't see what they're thinking or why they're doing what they're doing or why they're saying what they're saying if we're using the way we think to figure that out. It's essential to take in this pathology, what that means, how their abnormal brain works, and what motivates them because of this abnormal brain, what they need because of this abnormal brain. We've got to assimilate that bit by bit by bit because it's difficult to do. Our bodies resist thinking the way they think. If we don't take that in, we are not free. Absorbing what they are and how they think, accepting that, assimilating it into our awareness as a fact of life. This is how we break free. When we see them for what they are, we no longer want anything to do with them. When we really, really see what they are, what this is, no contact is a piece of cake. Being able to see how they think and feel how it is they think is not simple for us. We do resist it because it is so unrealistic from our way of thinking, from the way that our brains operate. With us, with normal human beings, we need to see consistent and constant harmony between what we believe what we think is right, what we expect from the world around us, 
all of that has to be in harmony. And when it isn't, we go into a state of what is known as cognitive dissonance. Now, this is a really simple uh, state of mind, and we can easily resolve most things that put us into this state of cognitive dissonance. For instance, this is an example I often use. Let's say you decide you want to lose some weight. So that evening when you're deciding that, you say, I know, I'll start by not eating any of the donuts that are in the break room at work from now on. Okay, you go to bed, you get up, you go to work, and there's that gorgeous box of donuts in the break room. And instantly, one part of your mind says, oh my gosh, they have my favorite today. Oh my God. And you want it. But then the other part of your brain that said last night, I'm not going to eat any donuts. I really, really want to lose weight. Okay, that bridge between eat a donut, don't eat a donut is the space of cognitive dissonance. It's indecision. And we resolve it. And in the case of the donuts, who knows if we're really happy with the decision we made or not, but we decide something, we resolve it, we soothe ourselves, we reason with ourselves, we come up with an answer. So when one of these creatures lies to us about anything, our bodies feel it. There's a vibrational weirdness, you know, a barometer somehow inside of us that does go off. But some of those lies, some of that is so subtle, it just kind of slides by. And then there are some of the lies, and you'll remember this, that we obviously are puzzled as they say it. We're like, what? What, what do you mean? What? And whether we question them out loud or not has a big effect on how things play out. I'll use an example of a moment that I experienced this cognitive dissonance. Early on, when I just met this guy, like two days in, I asked him, do you have any children? And he paused and he kind of looked up, not at me at all, and said, I have hundreds of kids all over the world, and then just went back to what he was doing. And I'm like, huh? Inside my head, what? does that mean? And before I could settle on what that might mean, he added, I used to have a four-year-old boy once, but I gave him back. There is nothing about any of that that makes sense to us. I was instantly in a double whammy of cognitive dissonance. And so this is what my brain did, tried to resolve it. It's thinking a million things at once. I don't really know this guy. I don't want to put him on the spot. I don't want to sound like I'm grilling him or something. Uh, I wonder what he means by that. Uh, and I resolved it as, okay, he had a four-year-old kid once he gave back. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing in his culture because he's not from the same country that I am. And I have hundreds of kids all over the world. I landed on that as meaning, oh, he must love kids the way that I do. Because what else makes sense? We have to make sense. We're not in denial in these moments. 
We're facing something we don't even know exists. We don't know the possibility of this level of lying exists in the world. And we can only make sense of things from what we already know. How fascinating is that? If we don't know about something, we don't know it. We can't line it up and measure what we don't know against what they've said to try to make sense of it. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. Anytime they lie or anytime we see an action they make that doesn't make sense to us, we do find a way to resolve it. And there's nothing wrong in that. That's our bodies functioning in the way they're meant to function. And this is a collision of this abnormal brain and our beautiful, fully limbic mammal brain against theirs. There were other prey that the sociopath I married uh, had in his grip, and one of them was told that he had a baby, and another one knew that he had her baby and another woman's three other children. But in real life, on the day he married me, he had above 14 children. You know, when we first escape, we do need to verify. We do need a kind of proof that is, say, third party about at least a handful of the things we suspect because our nature is to believe people. This limbic brain we have is wired to believe and trust and care and try again and stay. So we do need real solid proof. And once we have enough of that, we don't need any more. So back to their lying. Inside their heads is this actual kind of, the only thing I can think to compare it to is Alice in Wonderland, this upside down nonsensical world where things change on a whim. There are no rules, so to speak. There's nothing consistent, nothing you can count on. It's whatever it is moment to moment. That's kind of what's in their brains. And another analogy I use to describe how their minds work is think of a dog with a bone, like classic cartoon image, a dog with a bone, just busy, busy, busy with this bone, and it will not let anyone take the bone, and it will growl and keep the bone, and it's just into this bone. And then somebody comes up with a nice, juicy, fresh steak. The dog drops the bone, jumps on the steak, and then from that second, everything's all about the steak until something else comes up that's more interesting to them. That's kind of the simplicity of a sociopath's brain. They lie this moment, the next moment requires another lie, the next one another one. It doesn't matter if it contradicts or counters the first one or the third one or the eighth one. This is how their minds work. Here's the golden, golden piece of that. We can lie to them. They can suspect that we might be lying, but their next action will be based on that thing we said being true. We can lie to them. They act on it as if it's true. This is very key in some of our escapes. This is something that can be used to our advantage to save our own lives. This is not the same kind of lying that they live by. This is our own protection. It's taking care of ourselves. It's for our well-being. It is how we can get out of an incredibly dangerous situation. 
And that is all I've got for today. So I wish you a very wonderful, wonderful rest of your day or evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are on the globe. This is Jennifer Smith of True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound.